0: Hey guys, how you doing? It's Amanda and you're listening to the Tell Me More podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what we're used to. If you've been here before, you know that I tend to dig deep into people that I chat with and our conversations go all over the place and next thing you know we're talking for over an hour. I know for myself, I don't mind longer podcasts. But the way my life works is I listen on my walks or while I'm working. But that being said, every once in a while, it is nice to listen to a short little snippet of a conversation when I have a short drive or something like that. So if you guys listen to my previous episode with Shane, we did an overview of some financial issues and questions, and I encourage you guys to go back and listen to that one. If you get any value out of this one, we did refer back to our first conversation a couple of times. So if you feel confused at any point about what we're talking about, just go find episode number 21 and give it a listen. After I got a lot of feedback from that episode, I realized that a lot of you actually like to hear about this type of topic, which shocked me. (laughs) I don't know, I I tend to think of money as sort of boring, but apparently you guys get value out of it. So I, I was really happy to hear that. So I decided to bring him back. This time, though, we had a short conversation where we focus on everyday banking. So that's why I was wondering what you guys think of the shorter versus the longer episodes. On today's episode, which we're going to call Shane's step one to financial planning, he goes over a few things that we can do to review our bank accounts, check to see if we're in the wrong account. And he gives us some easy steps to switch to a better account, or maybe even switch banks, if that makes sense. So we all have a bank account. We all have a checking account. How many of us actually review which account we're in? And is it the best one for us? What about bank fees? Shane was saying that when he worked in the bank, he would see people racking up enormous bank fees monthly, sometimes up to $300 a month consistently. Can you imagine? I hope you guys enjoy this short little conversation. And if you do, I'm going to bring Shane back for another one. What about any requests? Like what kind of topics do you guys want to hear about? Let me know. I'd love to hear and we can drill down into something else you guys want to hear about. Maybe mortgage or, I don't know, RRSPs or something like that. Reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can email me at tellmemorepodcast at outlook.com. Also, I'd like to know what you guys think. Do you guys like long or short podcasts? Like, would you prefer if I do a lot of these short little snippets? I'm just curious. I put the poll out on Instagram and on the Facebook group. So give me some feedback. I'd really appreciate it. Anyways, I promised you guys a short episode and here I am rambling on. So let's get into it. Hello, everybody. And thank you for joining me on the Tell Me More podcast. So he's back. Shane is back. I received a lot of really good feedback on his last episode. So I thought we should have him back to do a follow-up with some more specific information. So if you haven't heard it yet, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to episode number 21. It was only a couple episodes ago, and that one was a lot longer. So today our goal is we're going to have a nice short little conversation about banking. Hi, Shane. Thanks for coming back.
1: Wow, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Everybody had a
0: lot of really good things to say about your episode, and people got... A lot of value out of it, so I'm glad you were able to take time out of your life to come and chat with us again.
1: Hey, you're you're very welcome. My uh, my wife actually listened to the podcast too, and she said that uh, it's probably it was probably so good because I have a face for radio. <laughs>
0: Rude. <laughs> That's hilarious. But it was it was good. And you have a very nice voice and face.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks.
0: OK, so today I think we want to do just like a short but sweet. We're going to talk about banking. So what like if I was coming in to set up a bank account, what kind of advice would you give? What do you talk to people when it comes to bank accounts?
1: Go. <laughs> I think everybody has a bank account. Right. And it's so easy to just use that bank account. We've been using that bank account some of us since we were a kid. A lot of the people that I know started banking at the first bank that their parents banked at, and they've just continued along that way ever since they were eight, ten, eighteen years old. Right. And a lot of the people that I know who have come from other countries, they've sort of found the bank that their their community was working with. And that's the number one bank that they go with. So I do see a lot of loyalty when it comes down to bank accounts. People feel that it's, it's really special to them. Um they don't want that same bank card number so they can they can log in. They want to know that they've banked at this bank for 20, 30, 40, 50 years if you talk to some of the older generations that are still kicking around. Is there do banks give you any loyalty um
0: rewards or anything Cause- I don't really hear about that, but maybe I'm just blind to it. Or is it is the loyalty more for bragging rights?
1: It's purely personal bragging rights. Yeah. At the moment. And uh, some of my big bank execs who happen to listen to this podcast will know that this is something that we're all working on. At some point in time, there has to be a loyalty reward for for customers who have been around for a long time. In the summertime, that's when all the banks come out with promotions. Open this account, get $300. Open this account, get an iPad. Open this account, get an iPod. They're all giving away all of these rewards. And that's the only only loyalty, if you will. Leave your current existing bank. Come to my bank. I'm going to pay you something up front for having here because I know that once I have you, you're just going to stick with us for a really long time because it's, it's a pain in the ass to leave.
0: It's so true. I did that before. I can't remember what I switched. I switched to something and I got a tablet. Oh, it might have been my phone plan, but it's the same idea. It's like, ooh, (laughs) this fancy new toy. Sure, I'll switch.
1: Right. It's the big shiny thing that we're waving in front of you. Hey, come get this. But to answer your first question, no, there are no loyalty reward points or acknowledgement even from any of the banks that I'm aware of that say, hey, thanks for being a customer. It's been five years or 10 years or 20 years or 30 years, not even a phone call, not even right. an email. Right. So uh, I'm confident that those things will start happening in the future. And it's something that that I was working on previously that um, didn't make it to fruition. But I do have a question for everybody. And uh, feel free to leave this in the in the comment section somewhere if you want to. But how much do you pay in bank account fees?
0: Specifically for myself, I'm pretty sure it's like $15 a month. <laughs> like, is that average?
1: It really depends on the type of account you have. That particular account would probably be a standard unlimited account. So you could do yeah. as many transactions from the account as you want. Yeah. And. In this day and age, I'd say that's probably a pretty decent bank account to have. But you know what? I'm actually just having this thought right now
0: and I'm going to phone my bank. I got to make myself a note because I don't use my bank account. Like I said on the last episode, I literally I I don't like I I put everything on my credit card and I make a few like a transfer. Like I'm going to take your advice and do my transfers, you know, maybe weekly instead of monthly. But I have a couple things that come out of my account, but I don't think I need an unlimited account. I bet you I can reduce my fees. I'm like just having this.
1: You moment. might not because you're the one of the few people who are super dedicated to just using your credit card. Yeah. Hanging off and not overspending on it.
0: No, oh, yeah. No, I'm good.
1: If if that's not for you, then I would recommend putting everything on debit, like I said last episode, because that way you know how much is in your bank account every single day and you're not going to overextend yourself to buy something. Right with the money that you don't have. But it's it's interesting that most people, when they do this sort of survey, I'll ask them to kind of guess how many transactions they use. They usually underestimate how many transactions they use.
0: What's an average amount that people do in a month?
1: Um, over 20. Yeah. Over 20. And I will, you know, put a caveat on there as external transfers. So transferring from your checking account to your savings account generally doesn't count as a transaction. Right right but here's what happens is most people underestimate the transactions that they use so when you go to open up a new account you open up the account that has a limited number of transactions because it's cheaper $15 a month i don't want to spend that i want to spend $5 a month right so you'll get a $5 a month transaction account which is great but if you do more than the, a lot of transactions which is usually 12 then they start getting charged sometimes up to a dollar per transaction.
0: So do you find that most of your clients aren't paying attention to that and then you're they're getting constant dollar here, dollar there, dollar here over and over again until it's like $60 a month or something? Like is that a common thing
1: that people see? For sure, I've seen some customers with over $300 a month in charges. And what? it wasn't it wasn't just one time. This was for years and years and years that this had went on. Wow. And it was because this person had opened a savings account, which you don't get any transactions on. And yeah. was using that account as a checking account.
0: Oh, no. Okay. And nobody. Okay. So tell me about the way that banks handle that. The banks. How do banks make their money? It's on fees, right? So banks are like, sweet. They're not going to alert you and say, hey, you're spending a lot on fees. Do you want to maybe change your account? Like, or is that something that banks do?
1: Um, I can't speak for all banks and I can't speak for all advisors. It, it really does depend from a, a corporate standpoint. I'm not aware of any institution right now that is monitoring it or has in the past well enough to, to give you a call and say, hey, listen, we know you went over last month. Uh, I think you should have a different account. Right. Right. Um, from a, an advisor point of view, I find very few bankers or even tellers that are working in the branches paying enough attention to say, hey, listen, you went over transactions. You should be in this account. It does happen. Obviously, it does happen, but it's not something that's completely out there when when really the technology should be to automatically change your account for you if you need to.
0: Yeah, or at least send you a, an alert. You know, when you're getting over your data on your cell phone, you can get a an email or a text message saying, hey, you're getting pretty close. Like, couldn't it be a similar setup it, with the bank could account?
1: Be for sure. Um, yeah. Sometimes their their technology just doesn't have the ability to actually do that. I, I have seen some banks do sort of like a marketing campaign where they'll take information of customers who have gone, you know, an average o- number over transactions for an X amount of time and kind of create like a marketing email campaign and send them an email or send them a message through their online banking to say, Hey, we watch your transaction history. You should be into this. But mm-hmm. that was uh relatively new the last time I saw it. And I haven't seen much of it from there because it, it's taking away from revenue.
0: Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, Are they really going to put time and money into building this technology that's going to take their revenue away?
1: And, and the immediate answer is no, they're, they're not going to because yeah. that takes away from someone's bonus. In, right. in the long term, I do think that someone's going to have the vision to realize that that's how you keep customers and that's how you drive loyalty. Right. And in the next five or 10 years, I might lose significant amounts of money, but in 40 or 50 years... This is going to create such a great loyalty. Think of Apple, for example, where we could charge you whatever we want once you love us.
0: Yeah, yes, that's such a good example. That's so true. I totally agree.
1: So it, yeah. it, takes, it takes some time to do that. I, I do know that just in basic overage account fees, um, they're all making millions, if not 10 millions of dollars a year. And just people <laughs> who aren't paying enough attention to their bank accounts.
0: Oh, that's insane. So what do you suggest for like, what's some steps that people can take today just to like review their
1: account? Yeah. Step one, go to your online banking. I think that's very easy and count the number of transactions that have left your account through the debit column and do, add up the last three months. Now, the last three months might be a little bit different considering the world that we're living in now. Right. Um, so feel free to go back to September, October, November before Christmas as well. Yeah. And count them. And take your average and then take a look at the fees that you're being charged at the end of every month. Because no one does that because no one gets statements anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and ask yourselves, am I in the right bank account? Should you switch to a higher up package? Should you go down to a lower package? Or should you considering moving to a bank um, that has no fees whatsoever? So what kind of banks don't have fees? Tangerine has no fees for checking accounts, Right. Simply has no fees for checking accounts, and some credit unions have no fees for checking accounts.
0: So why? Are, how do they make their money? Why do they do that?
1: They make their money off of different things. So um, every, believe it or not, when you tap your debit card, your bank gets paid. Really? Mm-hmm. Because Interact charges the fees to the merchant,
0: and oh. they
1: pay part of that fee to whoever issued that debit card.
0: Right, right,
1: right. Yeah. And and they get paid for other ways, right? They get paid on lending, they get paid for having balances in the accounts, all those sorts of things. There's lots Mm -hmm. of ways to make money outside of the the fee game. The fee game was just the easiest for the last 30 years. Yeah. But it's obviously working though. And it's totally one of those things or even
0: convenience fees, you go to the ATM and you know, certain places will charge you $5 just to take $20 out and people will do it because, you know, if you're somewhere that only takes cash, like a music festival
1: or something, right. you're like, well, I guess I'm doing it. And then your bank will charge you another fee on top of that. Yeah. The machine's got to make its money and then the bank's got to make its money.
0: Yeah. Like at the time you don't care, but then you look back and you're like, wow, I spent a lot of money in fees this month. But But I guess not everybody actually even reviews that or knows.
1: They don't. And you know what? Like I said last time, I'm okay for those one-off situations when you're in that, you know, music festival and you need to take out, you know, some totally. money. Don't take out 20 bucks if it's going to cost you 10, maybe take out a yeah. hundred to make the percentage a little bit lower.
0: Yeah, I absolutely do that too. But then the problem with me is I'm like, well, I have 200 bucks in my account. Who wants drinks <laughs> or in my wallet, you know? Hey, that's
1: okay too. <laughs> I'm coming to the next music festival. Totally, there won't, there won't be music festivals for a long time. Let's be real. <laughs> That's true. You know, I want to touch on one more thing about the bank accounts is okay. what about switching when you're ready to go? You've made that decision. Maybe it happens to be summertime and you're going to go get a free iPad or free iPhone or whatever the heck it is they're giving away that day. Um, or you're going to switch to a, a no fee company like Kandrine or or simply. How do you do it?
0: Yeah, how? Tell me.
1: It's not as hard as you think.
0: It seems like a nightmare if I'm being honest. Like I've been with my bank for a long time and the idea even just combining my husband's into my account, it seemed like it was a pain in the butt. And we were at the same bank
1: at the time. <laughs> like it is going to be a pain in the butt, but it's not that hard. So what are my steps? First step, open up the account at the new place. Very simple, mm-hmm. right? You go there, you open it up, it's set up, you have your account number. And then you can get your payroll direct deposit form and then you can get all the other forms, your preauthorized debit forms for the things that automatically come out of your bank account. So go to your current bank account and figure out what it is. For most people, it's your mortgage, possibly your rent, your car loan, your possibly your life insurance, your house insurance, your car insurance, your cell phone bill, possibly, unless all of those things go off of your credit card except for your Mm -hmm. mortgage. And then you have to connect with those merchants, to give them your new bank account information.
0: Yeah, that's actually not that big of a deal. (laughs) It's like a day worth of work, not even.
1: It's maybe two hours worth of work. Yeah, totally. You have to know where to go and then you have to give them the information. So it's very easy to do. Um, It's just going to take you an hour of your life. So the question I always ask is, is that hour of time worth you saving how much money you spent on bank fees last year? Which even at, at $15 a month, you're looking at, almost $200 a year is that hour of time worth $200 to you for yeah. year after year after year after year.
0: So I have some people in my life. I'm specifically thinking of a couple of them that like are like, whatever, 15 bucks a month. I don't care. It's like 15 bucks. Like, what do you say to those people? They say like, whatever, then that's your loss, I guess.
1: <laughs> no, I, I go back to our first conversation of what what's important to them in their lives right now. Right. If they want to pay down their mortgage faster, then I can show them how by reducing their bank account fees or eliminating them altogether, can pay down their mortgage faster.
0: That's a really good point. Like you said, even $5 makes a difference. So you could take your $15 bank fees and put it towards your mortgage or towards your debt.
1: Right, that's exactly yeah. it. And same thing with a credit card, when it comes down to which type of credit card you have. If you have a cashback credit card, they usually get paid out once per year. For some reason, it's in November most of the time. What do you do with that money? 500, sometimes it's $1,000. Most people, it just goes back under their credit card automatically and they don't even know. But you could use that to put towards your retirement. You could use that to put towards your, your mortgage payment. The first one doesn't sound very much, but at 10 or 20 or 30 years, that's 30 grand. Yeah. Right, yeah. so the people that don't want to do it, I say, that's fine for me. Keep doing what you're doing as long as as long as you're happy.
0: Yeah, yeah. But for yeah. The, rest, I-
1: the rest of us, it's very easy to get so complacent in what our day-to-day banking is because it comes off of our debit card. We tap it, our money goes in, we call it a day. It's true. But step sure. step one of of Shane's basics of financial planning is understand your your checking and savings accounts and your transactions that are going in there and make sure you have control on it.
0: I love it. This is great. Okay, we wanted to keep it short and sweet. This is step one of Shane's, you know, expertise. Maybe we'll have a whole series here. I like this. Sounds good um, to me. This was great. Thank you so much for joining us, and everybody knows where to find you. I'll put the links in the show notes as usual. But just remind everybody who you are and where they can find you.
1: You can find me in the world wide web. Just Google Shane Harrington, and you might find me. Uh, most of the time, I'm on LinkedIn, and we have started a non for profit uh, financial planning company called Advice Owl. We're working on some cool changes to that over the next couple of weeks, and we'll be doing some really interesting non profit stuff to to help lower income Canadians uh, understand their banking and save to possibly buy a house.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That is so good. Okay, I love it. Thank you so much for joining me and hopefully we'll see you again soon. See you next time. Thanks. So what did we learn today? Go take a look at your online banking. Like right now, you likely have your banking app on your phone or it's easily accessible. Just go take a look at the fees that came out this month. Do they seem reasonable for what you're using that account for? I was actually wrong in the episode. The unlimited fee that Karsten and I pay on our joint account is actually $16.95 a month, which is waived when you have over 4,000 in your account every day of the month. So sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, depending on the month. Uh, $17 seems high so I actually just got off the phone with my bank like I decided as I was doing this to stop working on the podcast and actually just make the phone call so I just hung up the phone with them and I got some information on fees so I'm with TD Bank and here's what I was told if I want to go down to a 25 transaction account the fee is $10.95 a month but any transaction over 25 will be $1.25 And the fee is waived if you have over $3,000 in your account every day of the month. So I was thinking, hmm, I probably actually could go down to that because there's no way I have over 25 transactions a month. Like I said in the episode, I use my visa for pretty much everything. And we just have, you know, a few of those automatic payments come out of our account. So... Uh, i pulled an export out of my bank and i counted them and sure enough most month there's actually over 25 <laughs> per month i think all those automated payments and e-transfers and just various things add up really quick so i was actually shocked to see that there was that many um so for now i i think i'm still gonna have to stick with this 17 dollars a month f- account because i bet if i switch down to the 10.95 one, with all the additional fees, I'm gonna end up paying more. Um, TD Bank does also offer a 12 transaction a month account and that one's only $4, so three ninety five. And uh, There's no way to waive that, like no balance or anything will waive that. So I think the minimum account fees you can pay at TD is $4 a month. So. Now I'm in the research phase. I'm going to start actually looking around at other banks just to see what my options are, because I don't know, $17 does seem pretty high per month. I guess that's the cost of doing business, but it's kind of annoying to me. I didn't realize it was that high. Uh, When I asked some of you guys on Facebook, some of you said that you had lower fees at your bank. So I think I'm going to go check into some of those ones. I will keep you guys posted on what I find out. And let me know what you find out about your own bank fees. So if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, go join us over there. We would love to have you. We have discussions about various episode topics and we would love for you guys to join in. I will see you on the next episode.